Hi, I'm Courtney Adams, and this podcast is designed to help you step deeper into your power and your authenticity, do epic shit in the world, and create massive expansion in your life and business. Listen on to find out more. Hi, it's been a minute, hey? (laughs) Since I've done a podcast episode, I am super excited to do this one. Oh man, since the last time I did a podcast, oh my god, of course as I start talking, my cat starts meowing. You might just be hearing me and my cat throughout. Um, Yeah, since I did the last podcast, um... I have experienced many things and expanded in so many ways and I feel that um, I've really tapped into what I really love talking about and thinking about even more so. I find the more that you talk the more that you speak up and you're willing to do it imperfectly and you're willing to get it wrong and you're willing to just talk about whatever the fuck you want to talk about it starts to develop and it starts to take shape and your your awareness increases and I noticed that what I really love to think about is power structures I love thinking about um, power structures within the world and um, within relationships and how... Can you hear my cat, though? Oh, no, he stopped. I think think it's when I talk that he wants to talk back. Yes, he's talking. Okay. Ridiculous. Um... (laughs) how the power relations within the world affect us and affect the way we see ourselves and the way that we interact with other people, Um, particularly the way that white supremacy and the patriarchy um, affect how we show up and how we perceive the world depending on what um, circumstances we were born into, whether that be being a straight white man or being a mixed or black woman and all of that stuff and yeah and I've been talking about and thinking about politics a lot not that I I find I I always found myself to not be a political person um because I would look at the news and I'd be like politics are stupid these people are dumb and (laughs) and I just didn't understand the point like I didn't understand why like why like I was even watching it didn't feel like there was really much of a point to it and I actually you know that was just me growing up like I didn't really get much out of it and me as like a very highly sensitive person I really understand now why and we're gonna kind of get into that later um and 
Right. And then I also, when I was in university, I went to Simon Fraser University for business. And I wasn't, you know, super into the business part. I was just doing it because that's what I, that was one of the things that I was allowed to do. Um, Like I could either go into math or sciences or business or else um, I was told that my university wouldn't be paid for. So I'm like, okay, so I want to go to university. So these are my options, right? And so I chose business because that was the like socially acceptable, you're going to get a job kind of thing. But I didn't actually enjoy it. And then I took a communications course and the communications is the study of the media. And it was the first time that I really thought about politics and the media um, and the way that the media communicates the public in a totally different way. Like I was for the first time was challenged to think about what the media is trying to tell us what it's actually what it's actually saying underneath the surface of the um of the news why do they um share certain facts and not other facts um and i ended up getting a minor in communications and in one of the one of the courses i took we did this study where we were studying the, um, uh, the, like, I think it was like the Malaysian airlines, like they were losing, like planes were just disappearing, something like that. I might be wrong about that. It's a couple of years ago, but what we did was just take a totally, you know, very quantitative study on the words that were used depending on the country Um, that was writing about it and kind of get some get some insight from that and through that course I also just really got such a deep understanding about how the media always has an intention behind the information that they are sharing and almost always, or I can't think of a time when it's not, but I'll say almost just in case, (laughs) um, it's to, um, make money, right? And have people watch, have people view. And so there's that, but then there's also to maintain the political structures that it's living in. It's right basically to like maintain itself, just like the the function of the royal family, right? Like their function is to maintain themselves, to maintain their position, so they do what they need to do in order to um, maintain that. So the purpose isn't really to empower or to get people to take action or to change anything, but to maintain, right? So I learned so, so much from that communication, those that communication studies that I did. I loved it. I continue to love it. And then from there, I decided to just like not really watch the news and be very, um, be very involved in that. And 
I got a lot of pushback from that from people who, you know, seem to be more political, right? They had, they're like, you know, you have to stay up to date, you have to be informed. Like, that was a big thing is like being informed, right? But A, <laughs> that whole and we're going to get into this, but maybe maybe I can just say it now and kind of get into it. But that whole mindset of like, you should watch the news so that you can be informed, like using that you should as a motivation, using like that guilt and you're like, you're not a good citizen if you do that, that whole mindset of it actually is the system of like shame and shooting and guilt that maintains the current political structure that we're living in, right? So how do I, how do I get back into that? Right. So that is kind of the difference like that's actually a perfect example of the difference between being political like staying up to date with current events which isn't necessarily like it isn't a bad thing like at all but like the difference between staying up to date with current events and understanding the political like being politically minded like understanding the mindsets that created the current system, the mindsets that created the current problems, the current political problems, the current, the news, right, that we're listening to. It's kind of like the difference between, you know, um, the current healthcare system, like focusing on the symptoms of a problem, right, the news is the symptoms of the problem, versus finding out the core of what that problem is. It doesn't mean looking at the symptoms isn't useful, right? Like you can use it, but in order to find the deeper problem underneath. So for example, this was actually perfect. The universe was like, Courtney, we're going to give you an example for this podcast because we know you're doing a podcast and the universe was like, here you go, bitch. And so my cousin today, I'm living with my cousin and she is amazing. And she just like out of the blue, like came out of her room as I was coming out of mine after like a call. And she was like, she like told me about, um, how this white guy shot up a bunch of, um, Asian massage businesses and killed multiple people, right? And I, you know, I like thought about that and I was like, man, that's like such bullshit and everything. We were like, yes, that is bullshit. And then I, and then I thought to myself, like, what do we do with this information, right? Like you hear something on the news And we were, you know, discussing, you know, how if it was a white man, like a black man, it would be a totally different story. All right. She was telling me how the news is like, oh, like, like they were like being 
being easy on him and he has these problems and all that kind of stuff. And this is, this is something that we see all the fucking time, right? Like a white, a white person shoots up a school or whatever. People are like, oh, mental health. But then if a black person doesn't, then it's a totally different story. We know that, right? So then I started thinking to myself, like, what do we do with this information? For me, it was like, okay, this is another confirmation, right? This is a symptom of white supremacy. White supremacy is at the core, right? So that is kind of like, that was a useful connection for me, but I obviously want to take it a lot deeper than that, right? So now I'm going to kind of get into being politically minded, like how to actually unravel the core and the deeper root problem of all of these symptoms, right? So politics and the current system that we're living in now, the current economic system, um, the way the world works, the way we interact with each other, All of that was created through the human mind, through our minds, right? Through a set of thoughts that we've had over a period of time of how things should work, who should be in charge, um, who should not be in charge, whose voice should be elevated, whose voice should be be silenced or oppressed, um, And how we should interact with ourselves, how we should interact with others, all of that kind of stuff, right? And I really, really also love um, thinking about and researching how, um, how our system came to be, like the actual history of it. There's this really amazing podcast called Context. And I talk about it, like, to whoever, like, any person who will listen, right, about the reason why um, it was, uh, like, Britain that took over the world, right? And what, what actually, what were the actual, like, reasons why? So one of the reasons, I don't know if I've already talked about this before. I'm going to talk about it again. Um, one of the reasons was because... Eurasia had, like, I'm going to kind of, like, ballpark these numbers, um, had, like, three quarters of the, like, um, what do you call it? Like, the kind of plants, like, barley and wheat and all of those plants that, you know, you can really, like, the agriculture plants, right? that you could create in abundance. And when you have that abundance, then you need to create structures, right? Of how to control that, right? Or at least at that time, how people were thinking back then. Obviously we have our own ideas about abundance and how, how that works now. Um, and they also had the majority or even like way more than majority, maybe like 80% of the domesticable animals in the world. So Africa had, uh, might have had like one or zero, and North America had one, which was the llama, 
right? Domesticable animals like pigs and cows and all of that kind of stuff. And because of that, they were able to get really sick, right? Because a lot of sicknesses came from that, those domesticable animals. And so they, were, they built up an immunity to that. And because of that, when they came over to North America, right? And there's like other factors too, but let me just, whatever. Um, it was so much easier for them to just like take over because they came with all these sicknesses that indigenous people did not have immunity to, right? So I think that's really important, to recognize and also it's important to recognize that as you know people needed to control agriculture then there was a certain level of like ownership and men also needed to own women right And so you can understand how those, you know, sexist and like patriarchal mindsets started to kick in and we started to have a reason to control women, right? We started having a reason to see ourselves as different from others or separate from others because this is mine and that is yours, right? Or I want more of mine or whatever the thing is, right? So it's really important to recognize kind of like as history progressed, how we got here, how it makes sense that Those things, in addition to just like how the human brain works, how it's more wired towards fear and um, thinking about things that go, what that could go wrong, right? How we ended up building structures around fear and control and manipulating people, right? So that like wealth can be maintained, Or someone's position could be maintained. So, now we're here. Politics were created with our minds. And a lot of, or all of, I believe, the problems, like the symptoms, or not the symptoms, the, the core of all of it, the core of the problems we have is human fear and disconnection, right? We mistreat animals because we feel disconnected from them. We deny our white privilege or we deny white supremacy because of fear, of shame, or fear of losing something, right? A lot of people think that if they really recognize their white privilege, then they'll lose something, 
they'll lose something they have now, right? When we're afraid of other people and we act differently towards them, right? When a country is afraid of another country, they do bad things to them, right? And so within those those two things, they're kind of like a the next layer up that I want to talk about just so you can really identify within yourself where you are playing into the current political climate and maintaining the current political status quo, right? Because you can stay informed all you want. But if you are not aware of how the how society has shaped your brain to think in a way that society wants you to think in order for you to act a certain way, then you are going to continue to maintain the current political climate no matter what your actual ideals are and what you actually want. So I think the first step really, and this is something that I'm always, always, always creating within myself, is just recognizing that what is in your brain and how you show up in the world is not 100% you. Most of it is programmed by society and it is 100% reprogrammable. I'll give you an amazing example, okay? So I, a couple of weeks ago, got coached by the amazing Brig Johnson. She's an incredible coach. And I was looking for some support as a BIPOC woman. And she just generously like opened up to me and like we had a coaching session together. She's incredible. And I was sharing with her how I was feeling about white men. I was feeling really angry about white men and their privilege and how white men in the grocery store look at me weird and I was angry about a particular white man that I dated and his privilege and him not seeing his privilege and all of that, like how he treated me, like all of that stuff. And she asked me, like, what do you, like, how do you want them to show up? And I shared with her that, you know, and she was like, how will you feel when they show up the way that you want them to show up? And I was like, oh, I'll feel safe and I'll feel like, you know, things are changing, And so it occurred to me in that moment that 
I wanted white men to change because I am seeing them as leaders of the world, right? And understandably so, right? That's an idea, that's a thought that people have been thinking for hundreds of years. And so it became a reality because it's what everyone thinks, right? And so I realized, like, I'm thinking they're in charge, so I'm wanting to change white men so that they can do a better job being in charge, right? But I'm still thinking they're in charge. And then so I realized, like, oh, wait, what if I am the one who's in charge? What if I am a leader in the world? What if I have just as much impact if my behavior changes as a white man? Because when I start believing that, I start showing up that way. And when I start showing up that way, I start seeing the evidence. Right? A lot of people say, you know, I believe it when I see it. Right? But if that were true... I would have to get these white men to change (laughs) in order for me to start believing that things were going to change. And I wouldn't even have access to, I wouldn't be able to really sink into the belief that actually, no, 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 it's me. (laughs) I'm the one who's in charge. Right? So really... It is our beliefs that come first. And then we start seeing the difference. So that is a really good example. I'll also give you a couple of other things. So here's another indication that you might be buying into the current political system and maintaining the status quo with your mind. Because it's the mind that created the political system. And so it's the mind that unravels it. Hierarchy. So thinking that certain people are at a different level. I, particularly since I am a healer and a coach, I think about, you know, how I used to think that my coach was actually was above me on like a higher spiritual level and to some extent it could be useful for me to think that but in other ways when I'm thinking about it as like a hierarchy I'm also thinking of my clients as below me and so when I'm thinking my clients are below me then I'm actually energetically like keeping them in a lower spot than me and you know like in the coaching world leapfrogging as a thing so like the the student right the client can often leapfrog over the coach like surpass the level of success or whatever like enlightenment whatever um how many times have I said whatever in this podcast (laughs) fuck it um yeah and so that hierarchy 
doesn't really exist. And it's also really a function of the political system to have people think that a hierarchy exists, right? Like with with women, it's looks, like we're competing on looks. With men, it's money and success, right? And when you believe that there is a hierarchy, then your brain is constantly trying to figure out where in the hierarchy you stand. And when your brain is focused on where you're at in the hierarchy, what do you not have time to think about? Changing the world, unraveling political systems, right? Like you are focusing on like comparing yourself to other people in order to keep yourself safe because you want to be on a good spot in the hierarchy. Another thing to look out for, and this isn't something that's bad that you should like eliminate immediately, is just to recognize that you are buying in to the current systems of white supremacy and the patriarchy. There's scarcity. So I like to think of that as like pie thinking. Um, recently I made a post um, and taking credit and being proud of how I dismantled white supremacy within a certain group. And then someone commented being like, oh, you shouldn't take credit for that because, you know, these other people did like you did, did stuff. You didn't actually do anything like all that. And it got me thinking about that, like the scarcity of credit, like in the coaching world too, you know, if a client makes a hundred K or a hundred, hundred K in a year, a hundred K in a day, like who takes credit for that? The client or the coach? And my answer is both can take a hundred percent credit, right? Like it's not like 50, 50, it's not like 30, 70, it's not whatever. Like it is like credit is not something that is scarce. It's not something that needs to be parceled out like a pie. You're just allowed to have all of it and everyone like other people are also allowed to have all of it. Another conversation that I had with a client was he was saying that he saw this kitten um, in the street that, like, I don't know what exactly he said, but, like, could use some help or whatever. And he wanted to, like, put money towards helping this kitten. But then he was like, oh, well, what about, what if, like, I could spend money on this kitten, but, or I could be, like, spending money on 10 kittens on this other thing at the same amount of money, like, what should I do? And it just kind of shows like how the thinking of I could either do one or the other as if like you have a certain amount of money available for these kittens instead of like leaning into that abundance mindset, right? Instead of the scarcity mindset, the pie mindset, of I have money to save this kitten and all those kittens and all the rest of the kittens if I want to. Right? And that's like, that takes work, right? 
when you're thinking in the like completely political way and like staying informed and all that, you're not doing this level of reprogramming work. Right? Next. Mm. Self-hate and self-doubt. That is an amazing function of white supremacy and the patriarchy. I did something wrong. I'm a bad person. Who do I think I am? When you're thinking at that level, you shut down and you stop taking action. You you are afraid of like harming someone. You're afraid of doing it wrong. You're afraid of making mistakes. And so you don't take the imperfect action that is needed for you to build trust with yourself and to be able to find your voice and to be able to find your impact and all of that kind of stuff. So when we are staying in self-doubt and self-hate, then white, the white supremacy and patriarchy are very, very happy. Right. So, one thing that I would really like you to take away from this is, at the end of the day, I believe that the current systems of white supremacy and the patriarchy were intended to make us easily controllable and when we are afraid when we are in a slow energetic state and when we are resisting our emotions we are hating ourselves and judging ourselves we are a lot more easily controllable because that's how the system is set up And so the number one way, like beyond knowing the like basic like hierarchy, scarcity, competition, you know, all that stuff, is just paying attention to your thoughts and seeing how they make you feel. Do they make you feel small or do they make you feel big? they make you feel helpless or do they make you feel like you can do anything because when you feel like you can do anything you are a threat to the current political system which is a really good thing but you can understand why the current system is built to avoid us feeling that way so when you are politically minded you're thinking about how your thoughts might have been implanted right you're thinking was this actually mine was this me when i was born or was this taught to me why was it taught to me what are they trying to do yeah then you are making such a bigger impact on the world. Because when you start releasing, right, with that awareness, you start to release 
those thoughts that keep you in a controllable and, you know, survival mode kind of state. Oh, I forgot what I was saying before that. (laughs) Oh, right. When you release that, then that energy becomes so magnetic to people that they start shedding that. And the more people who shed that programming, the more that people are standing up and taking action and having those actions affect governments and world systems and all that kind of fun stuff. So that's what I want to leave you with today. Have a good day. Bye. (laughs) Hey, if you're ready to do epic shit, click on the link in my bio and apply to be my client. That's it.